Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrew for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Sarah Nonu and Nick here of Aleph Insights. And this week we're discussing disgusting food. And due to the lockdown, unusually, we're recording this remotely. Nick, I think you've got a story for us. Uh, lead us in. Yeah, well, we, we've all heard of um, people either loving or hating Marmite. But what about mm. Marmot? Where do you stand on Marmot? Because a, a, Love it. a, a kid in Mongolia yeah. ate a Marmot, um, apparently. I'm looking uh, up what a Marmot is. It's a, a, apparently a kind of ground squirrel and, um, and died cute. of the bubonic plague. As a result of eating this squirrel, but the kid uh, died. Sorry, this marmot. Yeah, kid died of bubonic plague. After and the marmot probably the died as well. Yeah, the marmot probably wasn't too happy about the whole situation either, but it got its revenge, I suppose. Um, but uh, I think you know, marmot certainly isn't something that I eat um, a lot of. And no. uh, I think you know, if you look look at the kinds of foods we we tend to eat in Europe, it's very restricted, really. And I think we we tend to find um, unusual food like marmot uh, a bit disgusting. And mm. I think I, I, I'm intrigued by disgust and, um, you know, and how it relates to food and and uh, why it is that we find the foods. Is there any objective rationale? Like, is it right that we find it a bit disgusting to eat yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. snails and uh, marmots yeah. or is or is that just sort of culturism and prejudice? Yeah. Uh, and that's it. We should. Yeah. Should we be eating more marmots? So discussing food, talking of discussing food. Well, you're going to have troubles in, with that in the UK because we're well renowned around the world for our wonderful cuisine, world class cuisine that we have here. Just ask the French. Yes. Um, and but fortunately, we've got a, you know, a non English person here amongst us. Um, tell us um, about uh, UK food. Sarah. Um, yeah, I think you've done a bit of research into this. I don't know if it was more personal of British foods that you find disgusting or whether you managed to find some on the internet, tell us. Um, I think I had to go to the internet for this purely because I stick to, we have quite a European diet in New Zealand. We have standard three meat and veg, three meat and veg. Okay. No, meat and three veg. <laughs> <laughs> three meats and veg. I, three I like meats it and veg, already. everybody. Um, so I did a bit of research and there were a couple of things that I had seen around the place, but obviously not, not wanting to try them. I forgot about them, but going through my research, uh, one of the things that I found was jellied eels. Uh, oh God, that's yeah. definitely not something I'll be trying. Um, black mm. pudding, not a fan. Um, also Ooh. white pudding. Uh, mm. hadn't heard of that before. Uh, they're, very, also, they're very different actually. And there's two different yeah. types of white pudding, but I can go into that shortly. Oh, I'm sure. Time. Yeah. That's still going to be disgusted. No doubt. Um, haggis, not a fan of that. Uh, stargazy pie. I don't uh, know what that is. It's a fish pie I... with a fish head sticking out. Yep, that's exactly it. That that's not. I that's think it's a, a, a famous regional uh, pie from from Cornwall, from from oh. Mousel, I think. Okay. Yeah, it looks unappealing just in the photos. Um, mm. And then the last ones were faggots and spotted dick. None oh, of well, those just, sound appealing. You're you're just going for that because they sound funny. Yeah, they, yeah well, I think just just to uh, perhaps enlighten some foreign some some yes. other fellow foreign listeners. Please, please. Black no. pudding is a blood pudding, so it's made mm. of dried dried pig's blood, and it's absolutely delicious. Fried, it's nice. right? It's yeah, really yeah. nice. Um, now, I I I first had uh, black pudding when I was too small to know what it was, and I suspect if I was twenty, uh, you know, I I and uh, the, when I discovered it, I probably wouldn't even try it. Um, 
haggis is well known. It's made from the pluck or the I think it's the lungs and the liver and um, a couple of other bits of, of the lamb. <clears throat> I love haggis and I don't like offal, but I love haggis. And, and Sarah, when you say you're not a fan of it, am I to understand that you haven't actually haven't actually tried it? Well, the thing is, I just like most of these things here that I've listed are either offal or seafood related, which just aren't my thing. Um, I, I'm I'm more down to giving something a good try. I, I don't want to, I try like not to knock it until you try it, but just the thought of offal is, I, it's just I, I, off-putting. I'm with you. I'm with you on, but, but like if I, I could not sit down and eat a kidney. And I'm not. I'm not against, I, I really wish I wasn't like that. But mm. the thing is about haggis is it really is delicious. Like you don't, it doesn't taste of waffle. Surprisingly spicy as well. And I, I, and I, and I, 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 you know, I think for like a lot of foreigners have this belief that haggis is, so, is one of those really disgusting, weird regional foods, which must taste awful, but the locals like it for some reason, probably to torment tourists. No, it is really, really delicious. I have, yeah, I have to say, out of the list of things I gave, haggis would be the one thing I would, I would try. I would not try anything else on that list. Well, I have to get you over for the next Burns supper. Yes, mm. that sounds good. Mm. Um, also, by the way, just this, I, I think one of the another food in the UK that we really like and I love, but apparently, so I was reading a couple of years ago there was this riot at a refugee centre in the UK, um, and uh, you know unrest had been bubbling there for a while. Um, and eventually it all, you know, everything hit the fan and it all hell broke loose. And the reason why was they just had enough of baked beans. And, and so they just kept, the, the, the authorities persisted in giving them baked beans and the, and the refugees just could not take it anymore. And so, yeah, a riot broke out. And I thought I was slightly surprised that I that because I thought I, I find, you know, I love baked beans and I find them pretty innocuous, to be honest. But turns out not. I'm going to put baked beans on my list, too. Well, there are really, I mean, a really quintessentially American food stuff that for some reason has has turned into a kind of really British thing. Beans. On yeah, yeah. I think Americans well, are probably quite surprised by the extent to which British people love their baked beans. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I guess this, I guess that what, what, we're, what we're sort of leaning in towards here is a sort of a cultural relativism, possibly, um, because I certainly one of the thing is, you know, I remember when I lived in Brazil and one of the things they talked about is whenever I used to talk about cooked breakfasts, they were just horrified that we'd have sausages and bacon and, you know, and and if you start talking about um, blood sausage too, then what actually they, they quite like that over there. But um, but they eat all sorts of horrible things. Their mm. national dish is a stew where you put all the offcuts in um, and it comes from the days of slavery. Is that feijoada or whatever it's called? Yeah, um, well, yeah, it's, uh, it is, it's yeah. And it's just this sort of black bean stew with like horrible bits of pig cut off it and um, stuck in it. So... You know, I was, they were disgusted by what I thought was good for breakfast, and I was definitely disgusted by what you know, by their national dish. So, uh, where do we go with it? I mean, the, the first sort of port of call for us is: is this all about cultural relativism, is, 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 or, or, or at least relativism? I mean, is that a good point to to lift off from, Nick? Well, I, I think I, I start by sort of outlining. I think what I would say is this sort of naive theory that everyone intuitively has which is that there is objectively such a thing as disgusting food. That That is the unreflective view that people have. And the example that I would give is dogs. Now, I, for oh. one, love a bit of love a bit of Pomeranian pate, uh, Alsatian al orange. I mean, I love dogs are really tasty. No, that's not true. It's not legal to eat dogs in Britain. Is it not? But, 
Oh, I, no, no, but is so. the true part <laughs> that they're tasty then? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Good. Actually, just want to check that. But, just wanted to make but, sure. But one thing, I mean, they probably are if cooked in the right way. Um, but mm. uh, that is the, that's I, I picked that. Well, I picked the dog example because that's the one that I think for British people they would probably out of all of them would find most disgusting, most close to to, to cannibalism. Um, mm. And and uh, you, you know, there's if you ask people what why is what's wrong with that people will seek to justify it objectively now a dog is no more or less sentient or worthy of concern really than something like a pig pigs are very intelligent probably more intelligent dogs in some way um and and you know but people always try they people say things like oh well dogs are disgusting because they're carnivores or eating dogs is disgusting because they're carnivores well let me tell you about a little thing called cod and tuna Mm -hmm. Tuna's an alpha predator. It's a carnivore, uh, uh, you know, it's the jaguar of the seas, and yet we we gobble it up. Um, oh. Chickens are naturally omnivorous and eat, eat animals, admittedly small ones. You know, it's, it doesn't make... So I, I suppose what I'm saying is, yes, I'm veering towards saying that it is totally relative. Now, I, we can question whether that's true. Um, but it's odd that people don't believe... People don't believe that. People believe that their emotion of disgust that they have about certain food... Is, is is something that is an objective appraisal of some characteristics of that food whereas what we probably think is it's actually something about that person it's only about you if you find a food disgusting and not really about the food mm. whether that's you know whether total relativism is 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 the only other hypothesis we can discuss so sarah um i think i, I would definitely ag- agree with what nick said i think there's a lot of ignorance in terms of food and culture and people forgetting that you know food is part of cultural identity it's often filled with historic tradition and also the things that people find disgusting are things that have been passed down and they're usually a case of if you're looking at things like that have been fermented or are sitting Uh in the dirt it's a case of that's the way that cultures for hundreds of years had to preserve their food um and they've just kept that with them and one example i actually do have of that is from back home um Back home in New Zealand, uh, corn was bought in by the Europeans um, and the British mm-hmm. when they came. So it's not a natural, mm-hmm. it's not naturally growing in New Zealand. Um, so mm-hmm. in a way for the Māori people to keep corn is they fermented it. Um, so if you can imagine fermented corn does not smell good. It smells awful right. from what I've told. I have not tried it. I have not smelt it. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband has, and he's told me it was one of the worst things he's ever smelt in the world. That, can we that just, is, sorry, just, can I just uh, ask, is this, are we talking like kernels of corn, like, which might look like sweet corn? Yeah. Just put, pick, pickled and fermented, like, I guess, like yeah. kimchi, but, but with sweet corn? I'm assuming so. Um, And think of it going into the freezer, seeing an ice cream container, thinking it's ice cream, opening the lid, and you see fermented rotting corn um, that is letting off an awful smell. Now, to most people, that's disgusting, but to the Māori people, that is something that they've been brought up with. That is something that they know because that is something that's been instilled with them. It's not necessarily something that we, yes, we could find it disgusting, sure, because it, it, it doesn't sound appealing, but that's not mm. disgusting to them. And I think there needs to be that respect and that understanding of where these these foods come from and that tradition and why they have why it's been done like that. Yeah, it's funny fermentation, isn't it? Because fermentation is a real it's a real kind of touch i mean fermentation is in a sense is sort of controlled rotting right so yep. 
you know, cheese is is the product of fermentation, and uh, but also beer, um, and curiously, marmite, of course, you know, another famously divisive food. Um, mm. uh, but but yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that there probably are, and I don't know if you've got any more details on it, Sarah, but there probably are things that are common across you know i know people different cultures find different things disgusting but i i think fermentation is probably one of the things that is common to things that people say are disgusting as as is the use of like what we would now consider to be waste waste meats yeah i assume it would come down to a lot as well about how things are being fermented and what is being fermented um for example when i was doing some research uh in tahiti they ferment rotten fish. They they decompose it in salt water for a few days, and then they do some other stuff with it. Now that to me does not sound appealing um, in any way you put it. Yeah, they have they have they, there's a lot of weird weird fish things in Scandinavia. I think they have a thing called yes. lutefisk um, yep. in uh, Norway, which essentially they stick it in lye and leave it for a year or something, and then and then it's apparently <laughs> delicious. <laughs> but you have to eat it outside because it smells so disgusting. Okay. Wash it down um, yeah, I, I liked what you were saying there, Nick. About um, can we find some? Although it all seems to be quite relative, is there anything that we can find that's um, common? And one of the things you said there is fermentation. The other thing is, to a greater or lesser degree, offal. Um, I was trying to think of another thing. I mean, I thought about maybe like you know insects, but of course, famously, there are all sorts of places where they eat insects. So, yeah, and, and um, of course, that we're inconsistent on that as well, because shrimps are arthropods, crabs are arthropods, they're essentially big. You know, I mean, you small shrimps are essentially insects. I mean, they're, they're very similar. Mm. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, it's not it's not even like, yeah, we're not even particularly consistent about that. No, no. Um, anything else out there? That, I mean, can we think of anything that sort of everyone in the whole world goes well, on? Well, see, I mean, I've looked more generally about the, about uh, disgust and it is a genuine puzzle actually there isn't a unified theory of disgust mm. and the puzzle is this that as we've said that there are things that um uh things that uh, you dis what we find disgusting can vary dramatically that charles darwin actually made an observation about when he was um in south america he said um that a native touched some preserved meat he had i guess oh. it's, uh, ham or something um and and the native found the texture of the meat really disgusting oh. darwin found a sort of native touching his food disgusting and um oh. he, and he says you know even though he wasn't dirty there's just there's something about clearly the things we find it's disgusting can vary qu quite widely and and young children do not children don't like um sour foods and bitter foods but they're not disgusted by them right. they're not disgusted by anything as anyone who's had kids will tell you they will happily sit there and eat their own poo and uh you know small children and they have to be taught that certain things are disgusting mm. that's so on one hand we've got well it can vary very widely but on the other hand actually there are so many universals about things that are considered disgusting okay and um uh, but yes, there's, so there are things like um, uh, bo so bodily fluids, body products in general. Mm -hmm. um, certain animals are always found disgusting. Cockroaches, for example. Um, death and corpses and contact yeah, with corpses. That's what I was going to say. Um, yeah. Dirtiness, so poor hygiene. Uh, weird sexual practices. And I won't go any further into that. I love the way you just <laughs> said that there, Mike. It was naughty. Yeah, I like the way he lent, yeah. he lent right into yeah. his mic. Yeah. 
talking of talking of certain sexual practices, violations of the human envelope, so uh, piercings and and puncturings okay. of the body, and and actually then sort of seems to be the case that people use disgust as a way of expressing moral distaste as well. So people experience disgust at um, Im- immorality, and apparently common across cultures is the use of disgust, like your behaviour is disgusting, is mm. is actually a t- a, the that's that's that sort of phraseology is used across different cultures um but yeah i've got a few more discussed things i've got a discussed test we could we could take and also a an interesting an interesting discussed question to to provoke to provoke okay so i want to hear the discussed test and the discussed question and then i i want to go on a little sort of uh, pitter patter around the world and sort of you know talk about um, other come back bring it back to disgusting foods and i've got a question as well um let's have the disgust test uh nick well i know there's first of all there's the disgust thought experiment okay which is that you might you might be tempted to analyze disgust in terms of the potential harm it would do you um oh. or uh, in terms of um taste like like maybe it's just disgusting tastes i found this okay. brilliant thought experiment i think it was created by this guy called rosin who is like a very famous disgustologist mm. Three glasses of water in front of you. Mm. One c- contains a very bitter but essentially harmless chemical mm. um, and would be unpleasant to drink. The mm. other contains a tasteless chemical that will make you quite make you very ill, make you make mm. you sick and vomit. Mm. And the third um, is water that's been extracted from uh, from dog poo, um, but completely clean, right? Chemically, absolutely, totally clean. Now. Which of those would you least want to drink? Um, ironically, uh, paradoxically, the number two. <laughs> do, do you mean do you mean the second one or the or the dog food one? <laughs> the second I, one. See, see, I think that's interesting because for me, for me, I would find I, I would I would not want to drink the first two, and I would want to drink the third one in the sense that I would think, well, I'll, you know, it's totally clean. I could drink that fine, but I know that I would react very negatively. I would I would find it really hard. To force mm. to force myself mm. to drink wa- essentially water, just having known it used to be dog poo. Yeah, honestly, wouldn't bother me at all, Sarah. Um, I think that's quite interesting because I think disgust and thinking about it like that is what impedes us from adopting more sustainable lifestyle choices, particularly mm. when it comes to food and things. So, people are less inclined to look for alternative sources of protein, such as insects or plant-based foods, unless they're actually yeah. vegetarian or vegan um and even in terms of water recycled water does not seem to be a thing that people would necessarily want to do they might not want to drink water that's come from the sewer um even though it's perfectly Mm. fine um so i think it's very interesting and that that thought decision process that nick just proposed i think highlights that quite well and yeah and i and and that's the thing that i feel like i really this my disgust emotions as an enemy i'm fighting them Mm. because i know that it's fine I, I, I mm. you know, this and I think this glasses experiment is a really good one to, to highlight. Well, what you know is does not seem to have enough any real impact on your feeling of disgust. And and that really bothers me. I mean, I'd like to eat more offal, um, you know, because it's cheap and probably tasty if you like it. And I, I just but I just find it disgusting. and I can't help it. You know, I really wish I didn't. Mm. And, it's and the I visual think, you know, aspect why, of it as well, I think. A lot of it, like you've got to like the food that you're looking at, and awful just does not even look appealing, let alone. Well, I don't know. I mean, meat. kidneys in a steak and kidney pie, for example, look kind of look like steak, but they unfortunately <laughs> taste of piss, which is why I can't <laughs> eat them. <Yeah. laughs> 
for me it's the texture all the kind of rubbery that I don't yes like yeah i also find that problem but mm. you know but actually if, if it gave you a sweetie which had been made in a factory and was mm. at the exact same texture as awful you would be fine with it i don't think i would actually you, um, you're, you're, you're you're attempting to make yourself consistent but i, I think i think no, you no. Start with a food no. which is a mushroom mushroom has quite a similar texture to liver it, or something no it, it doesn't yield so i mean kidneys don't yield very much well you know, i, I think if they have them. to be cooked properly which is probably also another problem but uh, that's I'm, I'm cooking my kidneys wrong that's the problem yeah um was the was was there a question go on so viewers at home listeners rather yeah listeners at home grab a pen and a piece of paper and get ready to mm. write down in a in a, it's true or false right and me for, and sarah are doing this as well right yeah, yeah I'm, you I'm need getting, to do this so yeah. this is okay. um a tw- a 12, 12 questions I have here, right? You got a pen, you just Sarah? Have to say, you good to go? Yep, I'm good to go. You just have to say true or false. So write down a T or an F for each of them, right? Well, first question. It bothers me to see someone in a restaurant eating messy food with his fingers. It would not upset me at all to watch a person with a glass eye take the eye out of the socket. I never let any part of my body touch the toilet seat in public restrooms. It would bother me to see a rat run across my path. I think it is immoral to seek sexual pleasure from animals. If I see someone vomit, it makes me sick to my stomach. I might be willing to try monkey meat under some circumstances. It would bother me to see a human hand preserved in a jar. It would bother me tremendously to touch a dead body. I probably would not go to my favourite restaurant if I found out that the cook had a cold. It bothers me to hear someone clear a mucusy throat. And finally, it would bother me to sleep in a nice hotel room if I knew that a man had died of a heart attack in that room the night before. Now, scoring is not absolutely straightforward. What you okay. do is you score all the trues, except for questions two and seven, where you you give yourself a point if you wrote false. So you basically add up all the trues, and then except for questions two and seven, when you when you add up uh, the the falses. Now I've done it myself, um, but first I think it will be interesting to go. Uh, are either of you ready to go? And that number of points you have is sort of how disgust sensitive you are. Yeah. Shall we go to you, Fraser, while Sarah yeah, so, heads up? Yeah, so I think I've got quite um, a high threshold. What's your number? Five. Five. Um, Sarah, do you have a number yet? Mine is six. Six. Mm. Well, you'd be intrigued to know that the average US score is five for men and seven for women. So we're very close. Mm, we're I actually close. got a three. A three? A Not three. much phase bothers you. I think watching you. all those horror films as a kid has slightly desensitized me to things like i'm interested to know what you what you found disgusting then if you only got a three what um, were your three the things? things that i um, yeah i mean so the things that um uh the the, the thing i mean the seeing people vomit i do have a problem with that i I'm, it makes me it makes me want to vomit too um i would struggle with um i would struggle with the monkey meat. Mm. um uh, again it comes down to the same problem i have with um with um you know awful i, I kind of I, it's nothing inherently i don't see it as morally wrong to eat it but i just would find it disgusting and finally um the hotel room i would i would find that quite weird to think that really kind of, that didn't yeah. even bother me at all i was like oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah it doesn't bother me no interesting. i like that that was good it's quite insightful yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just to, sorry just to to give credit to that test that's um a test that was developed by jonathan Haight and paul rosen and clark mccauley it's a subset of a much bigger test, but um, which we'll put a link to. Mm, mm, I like that. Um, okay, look, let, let, let's just, um, if we've got time, 
um, just a quick sort of dance around the world, some disgusting food, and then I've got a question. Sarah? Um, so I have. I One of the things that was interesting, like, came up a bit was obviously uh, rotten food. So I mentioned rotten fish before, but also rotten shark meat, from, um, the Greenland shark from Iceland. Uh, it's considered poisonous to human when fr- humans when fresh, but they bury it. Um, hang it out and dry it, um, and that's mm. a delicacy there. And there are other things too, like you know, whale skin and blubber. Um, obviously, I'm against people whaling. Um, so in Greenland, they eat whale skin and blubber. Uh, that was purely because of the lack of vitamin C that they'd get up in Greenland. Um, yep, uh, squid teeth in Vietnam, not something that I'd be uh, find appealing. Squid um, teeth. Baby mice, squid teeth, yep. Apparently the beacon all lovely uh, that you can find that on the streets in Vietnam. Um, baby mice wine, so uh, wine that has rice wine that has baby mice in it that's been fermented, and then once the wine's drunk, you eat the baby mice. Apparently it has uh, who do, who do, health. Who drinks that? That's Where's in that China. From? Sorry. Uh, apparently it has yeah. health benefits. Uh, not not any that I can okay. really see, but each to their own again. Okay. Um, obviously fried guinea pig in mm. Peru. Not going to be trying that. Another thing that came up was uh, barbecue sheep's head from South Africa, um, which they call smileys because when they're uh, cooked, uh, their lips shrink. So they, if you could imagine, show a very awful grin of this nice. dried up cooked sheep's head. <laughs> um, and one of the other things that I could, just couldn't do was uh, balut from the Philippines, which is essentially uh, the embryo of a chicken or a duck that uh, so is boiled alive and then, then eaten. Oh, my God. And then, okay. yeah. All right. A couple of eye-openers there. Um, okay, look, this brings us nicely onto what I just want to finish off on, which is a really obvious question. But what is the most disgusting food that you've ever had the displeasure of experiencing? I've got a top three here, actually. Um, so um, when I lived in Poland, they're really into roll mops. Okay, so I think it's pickled herring or something, isn't it? Now that alone, so they, they really like drink eating that when they're drinking vodka. So knocking back vodka straight away makes you kind of want to vomit. And so let's just take it to one other higher level <laughs> and just have a roll mop with it, some you know pickled herring. So that used to sort of freak me out. And actually, I never tried it. Um, I think the next thing is, yeah, in, in Brazil, you, you walk into a supermarket and you go to a certain pair and you just get this... A waft of stench of of dried cod, salted cod. They really like dried salted cod, and it stinks to high heaven. And that's a weird kind of hangover from their Portuguese heritage, because cod is a you know comes from the North Atlantic, nowhere near Brazil, but that's what they like. But you know, it's something that's popped up um, throughout this conversation we've been having. Is you know, to the, the top one, it can only be you've got to go to China. So in China, I did once order dog in a restaurant. And I was a bit tipsy and thought I was being quite funny. And then much to my relief, after about 15 minutes, they came out and said, sorry, sir, dog's off. Um, so <laughs> I was saved um, the misfortune of eating of eating Rover. Um, but what I did have, and I think I might have mentioned this on the podcast before, is I went to this restaurant once and it there and um, I had um, lobster spaghetti. Now, you might sort of listen to that and go, oh, that, that sounds quite nice. But you might imagine lobster with some spaghetti. No, what this was was kind of spaghetti noodles that were actually made out of mashed up lobster. Well, that sounds and a bit Heston Blumenthal to me. That sounds could, quite yeah. sort of experimental. Right. But also served at kind of, lo- sort of room temperature. 
and also with the crustacean itself like sticking up and like the shell and it's be the eyes looking you, at you. You think these foods are disgusting. You're you know fooling yourself. You think there's something wrong with me. Um so yeah, so those those are some of my sort of highlights, Sarah. For me, I think a lot of it is around as I mentioned earlier, it's seafood, not a fan of oysters, not a fan of caviar. Mm. Um mm. Definitely don't like offal. I've had kidney once when I was little in a steak and kidney pie, and I think it scarred mm. me for life. I think I'm very conservative in my choices. Uh, I did want to try durian, but I think the smell just kept putting me off. I think I will try it next time I'm over in Asia. Give durian a try. What's what about yourself, Nick? Your own well, I, I have to say, your disgusting foods are pathetic. Oh, really? I yeah. <laughs> I, I the the horriblest thing I've eaten, forced yeah. myself to eat, was um, andouillette. Now this is a famous sausage, okay, and it has yeah, a yeah. lot of people who are big fans of andouillette. And um, not to be confused with andouille, which is a thing in the US, which is uh, nice, right? That's nice. Andouillette is essentially made with all the kind of foldy, flappy bits of the inside of a of a. Um, of, I think I can say a pig, but it could be could be a cow. Okay. And and um, they they just take all of the things like the intestines and the and I think things like the lungs and all the kind of things that are rubbery and and folded up, and then they they sort of fold them up, wrap them up into a sausage shape. So it looks deceptively like a tasty sausage. And this was sold to me by the waiter as a regional delicious regional sausage. And um, the minute I cut into it, there was a farmyard waft. Like like that, which I think is part of the enjoyment, apparently, oh, and and so it's a really strong smell of of manure, and then I as I ate my way through it, that taste, the taste, it was definitely a taste of manure. It tasted like eating dung, and and I got two thirds of the way through it for for Britain, and then I had to throw in the towel. I'm afraid okay. the chips yeah, yeah. that it came with were delicious, but uh, the andouillette, I've I've I think I've done my bit, and I'm not going to go for the andouillette again. Yeah. But I do encourage everyone to try it. I mean, I wouldn't want to put people off. Yeah. If you like I mean, eating rubbery, rubbery poo tasting stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I still think my, my, my mashed up lobster spaghetti is better than that. Just, that sounds know. delicious. I don't know what you're talking about. It just sounds like you ate lobster in a different way. Like, yeah, you're still no. lobster in it. I mean, no, no, no. There was just something about. And like I say, the I don't know the, the the big thing was that it was room temperature. I found really odd. Like I said, well, it was raw. This well. is why you guys are like five and six on the disgust scale, and I'm only a three. Well said. Okay, um, let's wrap up there. Um, thank you as always for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrew. We've been here with Sarah Nonu and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. And until next time, goodbye. Mm-hmm.